Good morning again. Let me uh, add to everyone who has welcomed you this morning. If you are uh, visiting with us, we hope that you'll uh, let us get a chance to to meet you. Um, I, people had trouble finding a seat on this side of the room this morning, and y'all need to know that there are always empties right here. Um, it's not because I spray or anything, but it, it, it that's every church. There's always space up there. But seriously, as we have uh, more and more coming back, uh, let's keep in mind of that. And uh, some of us who got used to just uh, uh, plopping down on the end, we may need to move in a little bit, let people get in and, and help people find a seat, um, as that is a good problem to have. Um, a couple things before we get started uh, this morning. Um, uh, there is going to be a meeting here, Hunter, in the auditorium. Youth, uh, youth group uh, meeting. Uh, if you're a kid of uh, students who are uh, in uh, the youth group currently now, that's 7th through 12th, as well as if your kid will be going into the 7th uh, in the summer, they'll qualify for that as well. Will you hang around for a few minutes? Hunter's going to give you some uh, some calendar ideas and things to, to look forward to. So you want to make sure you're here for that immediately following worship. And if you're not in that category, immediately following worship, this is the Sunday for the Care Center uh, uh, McKenzie's Barbecue Fundraiser. And those of us who've been around a minute, we, we know that. Um, if you haven't, uh, the Care Center is uh, used to be called the Pregnancy Care Center. They minister really to uh, uh, ladies, young ladies and women who are uh, pregnant or, or thinking of becoming pregnant, there's a whole lot of things that they do. And uh, I, I don't have time to catalog it all right now, but but it is a worthwhile uh, uh, cause. It is a worthwhile uh, uh, place that we want to support, and it's one of the places that we support as a church. I want to encourage you, this is the only time all year when McKenzie's Barbecue will be open on a Sunday. And uh, they do that specifically for this and and donate their stuff to help the care center raise money and so if you go by there and purchase uh, well it's free they, they won't charge you but you get a, a, a sack lunch a barbecue sandwich and some chips and stuff and and then whatever you choose to donate is uh, and so college students if you hit some people up you know ask them where are you going to lunch today and if they say well I don't know you say well do you want to save some unborn babies you could buy me lunch um and Guaranteed to work. Um, at any rate, uh, that, seriously though, uh, usually we're the last ones there because that's corporate meeting Sunday, and this this week, it, this year, it, it worked out different. So that is uh, something I want to encourage you to uh, go check out and be a part of. We're going to continue with our series this morning as we're talking about the 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 other side of the wilderness as uh, the 40 days you were using as a, a metaphor for a time of trial, a time of struggle, a time that, that you went through a rough patch, or maybe you're still going through it right now. Um, this morning, Heart Island is a place I want to talk to you about. Heart Island was part of New York City long before uh, the Bronx or Queens or, or any of those that you've always heard of. It was purchased in 1868, and it was going to be a, a, a site for a workhouse uh, for some of the boys in, in one of the nearby uh, boys' homes. And uh, very quickly... It became what's known as a potter's field for the city of New York. 
1869, really until the present day, uh, those who died in New York City and had no one to claim their body were buried on Hart Island. Um, for a long time, uh, Rikers Island prisoners came over and were responsible for digging and, and, and putting the, the people in the grave. That stopped in 2020 due to uh, COVID because the COVID pandemic, as it hit New York City, caused an influx. And, and Hart Island then was, was not just a potter's field. It became mass grave sites. Men in white hazmat suits with backhoes were now burying mass graves of just boxes upon boxes of, of bodies, of people who were unknown, of people who were forgotten. For whatever reason, there was no one who, who was there to claim their body or, or who was there to mourn them. And, and so these forgotten individuals were placed in in burial in Hart Island. It's a sad place. But that feeling of being forgotten, that, that, that idea, it, it, it's something that, that really triggers something in us. We all have been there at some point in our lives where we feel like we're forgotten, where we feel like for whatever reason, whether the world around us doesn't care about us or whether God himself doesn't care about us. Feeling forgotten is, is uh, uh, it's a lot like feeling lost. You just, nobody cares. Nobody's interested. Uh, it, it doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter what happens. And, and it's easy when you're in the middle of the wilderness to feel forgotten. When you're in the middle of your 40 days and, and you've begged God in prayer and you've prayed and prayed and prayed and there's still no answer. When you feel like God was, was supposed to be leading you and supposed to have a plan for you, and now suddenly here you are, and it's been 40 days, and it's felt like it's gone on forever, and there's no word from God. And you start wondering, do you even care? God, have you forgotten me? For the most part, you feel lost. Whether it's a, a, a loved one passed away, and after that time, you get this forgotten feeling. Because right after everybody huddles around you and everybody loves you and everybody's ministering to you, but sooner or later, all those people go back to their normal. And your normal will never be normal again. And you feel forgotten. It may be that, that you, uh, your relationship ended for whatever reason. And, and what you thought was going to be forever turns out not to be. And, and, and you feel forgotten, rejected, kicked aside. Maybe it's uh, uh, you were overlooked for a promotion. Maybe you didn't get the job you wanted. Maybe you lost your job. And, and for whatever reason, you are feeling that your life is taking a direction you never thought it would. And you feel forgotten. Where are you? God, why aren't you listening to me? You, you feel numb. You feel lost. Maybe you're not sure why. Feeling lost feels a lot like depression. You're unmotivated and uninterested in anything, and you start to feel like life itself doesn't matter because I'm forgotten. Nobody cares. What is it, the point? It can always feel like 
nobody cares, not even God. You prayed and God didn't answer. You read the Bible, but it didn't speak to you. The, the trials of life made you think that God went on vacation and forgot about you and your problems. I got to believe that, that Noah must have felt that way. You think about Noah, and, and God is speaking to him and giving him direct instructions. God says, look, you need to go and you need to build this, you need to do it this way, and you need to have this, you need to take these animals, you need to put them, I mean, he is in direct communion with God. And, and there's activity and there's plans and there's, there's, there's a sense of urgency and everything is coming together and then nothing for 40 days. Nothing but rain and the sound of animals. Nothing. God was speaking to him. God was giving him directions. God was talking to him. And then nothing. And at some point, you got to start wondering, did you forget about me? I mean, I'm out here floating in this boat with all these animals that you told me to take, and you're not talking to me anymore. If God spoke to Noah during that time, the Bible doesn't record it. When God finally does speak to Noah again telling him to come off the ark the impression you get is that he hasn't spoken since the last time almost a year before when he told Noah to get on the ark what do you think Noah was thinking during all that time it's more than 40 days that's the time of rain but but over a year there's no record of God speaking to him and and what's he thinking am I forgotten did I do something wrong I mean, was I supposed to do it? Did I, did I build this thing the wrong way? What did I do that, that makes God forget about me? Noah's day 41 begins with verse 1 of chapter 8. But God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the cattle that were with him in the ark. Now, not just Noah, but the animals too. He remembered everything. We see Noah waiting patiently and obediently, and, 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 he's, and he's in the ark, and, he, and he's waiting for God to tell him what to do. And, and finally, in chapter 8, God remembered Noah. And that's the start of his day 41. The lesson is that, that we need to come away with is that God is still with you. God is still there. Even when it feels like you're forgotten, even when it feels like your prayers are going unanswered, even when it feels like God's not speaking to you the way He used to speak to you, and you don't know what you did wrong, and you don't know why you're forgotten, God is still there. He's still listening. He's still remembering you. In the midst of your struggle, in the midst of your trial, God remembers you. When it feels like that you're forgotten or lost, God remembers you. God is still with you because of, of, of that revelation. When the text says God remembered Noah, it doesn't imply that somehow God got busy with something else over here and then he went, oh, man, I forgot about Noah. That, no, that's not what's happening. When it says God remembered Noah, it's not like something reminded him and it slipped his mind. In the Bible, the word that is used here, is, is often used when God begins to move. 
When God begins to take action on his promises, when, when God was about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah in Genesis 19, it says, it says he remembered Abraham and spared Lot on his behalf. When Rachel wanted to bear children and couldn't, the, the Bible says in Genesis 30, but God remembered Rachel and then she conceived. When Israel is in bondage in Egypt and in Exodus 2, God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that's when the exodus begins to take place when mary conceives jesus by the holy spirit she praised god who in luke 1 remembered his mercy as he had spoken to abraham and his offspring finally the, the the thief on the cross asking jesus remember me when you come into your kingdom in every case the idea is the same god remembers in the sense of taking action of moving on his promises. So this is not just something popping back into God's mind. This is God at a point where he is going to now take action to fulfill the promises that he has made. And so God remembered Noah and all those in the ark. This doesn't point to God's memory. It points to God's faithfulness. It points to God's patience. It points to God doing things on God's time and us sometimes most times not understanding it's easy from our point of view to feel like God's forgotten us it's easy from our point of view to feel like God hasn't hasn't spoken to us and and, and therefore we are somehow cast aside we feel like I haven't heard from God in ages I haven't felt his presence in worship I haven't I haven't uh, felt like God was listening to my prayers and and but he still is. He's still there. He remembers and he is faithful. We can know and trust that because he's demonstrated that time and time again. Noah's just one example of God remembering and taking action. God's remembrance is demonstrated in the ark itself. Noah and everyone on the ark has been spared. It's not a luxury liner, but those on board are, in fact, safe. I'm sure it probably didn't feel like a lot of fun. Crowded on there with a bunch of animals. I mean, you know, it's probably nasty, but, but they were spared. They were safe. It, it wouldn't be easy to spend 40 days on an ark in the middle of the water, but it's God is still remembering them. As Noah and his family finally feel that ark come to rest, even though God's been silent, they know that God is remembering them. For God's grace, they had been spared. If, 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 it's the same thing for those of us. Just like the ark saved Noah as he went through the water, Peter's going to say that, that Jesus saves us how do you trust god's salvation peter says it like this in first peter chapter three god waited patiently in the days of noah while the ark was being built in it only a few people eight and all were saved through water and this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also not the removal of dirt from the body but the pledge of a clear conscience toward god it saves you by the resurrection of jesus christ who's gone into heaven and is at god's right hand with angels authorities and powers in submission to him just like Noah and his people were saved. 
in the ark by going through the water. When we are baptized, we are saved by Jesus and we go through the water. Peter says the water doesn't have any magic power. There's not any magic in the water. The power is in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus saves us. man once asked D.L. Moody, he, he came to him and he said he was worried because, he, quote, he, he said he didn't feel saved. I, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm saved. And Moody asked him, was Noah safe in the ark? Well, of course he was, the guy replied. Moody asked him, what made him safe? His feeling or the ark? We can be sure. We can be sure that we're going to make it through the water. We can be sure that God remembers me because we're found in Christ Jesus. If we've trusted in Christ, we know that God remembers us. In His faithfulness, He is going to act on the promise that He's made to us through Jesus. When the Bible says God remembers Noah, He's not saying God God thought of him. He's saying God took action to save Noah. And just like that, when we're found in Jesus, God remembers us. And our response is important. When Noah steps out of the ark, you know what the first thing he does is? Worship. The first thing Noah does when he steps out of the ark is he offers a sacrifice and he offers worship. He offers thankfulness. He offers gratitude. And and as we're looking at how we move into day 41, I want you to see that while we remember that God has not forgotten us as we move out of the time of trial, as we move out of the time of struggle, the only fitting response is worship. We lift up to God our sacrifices. We lift up to God our voices. We lift up to God our praise because He has been faithful to remember us. He has been faithful to act on His promise to bring us through just like Noah. God remembers His children even when He seems to have forgotten us. On Hart Island, the land of the forgotten dead, there is in the middle of the island a large white cross and on that cross in black letters someone has inscribed he knows us all by name God remembers us you haven't been forgotten he still remembers you and he still wants to act on his promises to you you can know that by being found in Christ Jesus That white cross that stands in the middle of Hart Island is a public witness of a truth that is fundamental to us moving into day 41. He knows us all by name. He will always remember us, and He is faithful to remember us. The first step of day 41 is thankfulness for deliverance, is worship, of the one who's never forgotten and never will forsake us. This morning, if you're not found in Jesus, then it's easy to feel forgotten. It's easy to feel rejected. It's easy to feel cast aside. The only way that you can be sure that that God's not going to forget you 
is to find your security not not in your church or in your righteousness or in how you act or what you do but to find your security in the person of Jesus Christ when Jesus tells them the the disciples I'm going to prepare a place for you you remember that my father's house or many rooms I'm going to prepare a place for you Thomas says but Lord we don't know the way. Where are you going? How are we going to follow you? We don't know the way. And you know what Jesus says to him? I am the way. It's not a road. It's not a map. I am the way. This morning, if you're found in Christ Jesus, you can trust that God has not forgotten you, that he loves you, and he's willing to give everything to bring you home. Are you in Christ Jesus this morning? If you're not, We're going to sing a song, and we're offering you an opportunity to let us help you find salvation in Him. Maybe you are, and you feel like God's forgotten you, and and you've been in a place where you've been struggling. Let us come alongside of you. Let us pray with you. Let us lift you up. That's what church is for, because none of us can do this successfully on our own. And whether you're here physically or digitally, you still are part of a community, and that's essential to moving into a new phase in your life, into day 41. If we can help you in any way this morning, whether it's prayer or baptism, however we can serve you,